Attention Pokemon players, you're listening to Triple P, Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake goes to Knoxville, Chuck takes the punishment, and Sports Card Junction returns to Top 32. Woo-hoo! Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? Top 32? Yes. Pretty pumped about it. I'll, go, I'll talk about that in detail. But yes, my team uh, for the team challenge, sport cards, uh, Sports Card Junction, um, returns to the top 32 for the second season in a row. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, it took a little bit of the sting off of Knoxville, which I'll talk about a little bit too. Um, but it had a pretty good weekend overall. Um, but uh, before we get to me, how was your week? Um, you do anything fun, exciting, um, or was it just kind of another, uh, you know, regular week in the life, Chuck? Uh, there was more or less a regular week. I did a lot of organizing around my room here, studio place kind of thing set up. So you don't see anything. Uh, I still I see blank walls. <laughs> yeah, still gotta get paint in the walls. But what you don't see is Pokemon cards everywhere. There's stuff organized. It's much more be able to get around this room, so it's much closer to being ready for paint. And I'm finding a lot of stuff to put on the wall. Right. So that's um, it. I need to come over to your house and just paint with you. Uh, get it done with because I'm sick of looking at that. Uh, at that uh, maroon, not maroon. Uh, what am I talking about? Um, just like the the orange gray, whatever. Depending depending on the way the lighting is, it looks a little. Uh, it's bad. Uh, it's bad. It's, it's, it's a bad, good. ugly look. It's a bad, ugly um, look. We need. We need to. Uh, uh, we have that color picked out. So uh, um, maybe, maybe next weekend. Well, I, I keep saying that. I'm sure we can go back like four episodes. And, uh, you said next weekend. No, you said so, that like uh, probably six months ago. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of painting. All right, guys. Uh, all right, I'll have to come over. Okay, uh, that's what it's uh, going to have to be. But uh, yeah, and then we have to get shelves and stuff. But I have yes. cool stuff planned i'm finding uh, marnie's to hang up on the wall so very cool very cool yeah yeah so that was pretty plain jane uh, i did play one league day um still practicing my lost box for fort wayne um because i'm still 75 percent locked in that that is what i'm gonna play so right i mean um yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, you know, playing in Knoxville, I did play Lost Box. I don't think I would change the deck, uh, maybe one or two cards. But overall, the archetype I was happy with. Um, had some really high moments, some low moments. Um, but overall, um, even though I ultimately did not succeed in making day two, like that was my goal, um, I played a lot of really quality opponents and had to play... Um, make a lot of quality plays to get the wins i did i had some unfortunate variants go against me in a couple of the matches um, which we'll kind of talk about here in a little bit um but felt like i made pretty good decisions overall no real misplays until the very end of the day which obviously i think i was a little bit tired um and then you know just kind of that mental fatigue building up and then maybe uh one misplay that actually kind of basically ended my run and then um, still had a chance for a lot of points, uh, but maybe played a little, a little odd there with some of the sequencing, uh, but no like major, major misplays. So um, was happy there. And then obviously um, having to play team challenge um, 
kind of on a mobile or not on a mobile app, but on a tablet instead of on my computer uh, with one of my teammates that went with me, Mike, um, which was a, a weird and interesting experience um, over <laughs> like uh, the normal uh, experience over Discord and on my computer. Uh, so that was fun. And then, you know, since we were in Knoxville, I have uh, my, my aunt lives out there uh, 20 minutes away from the uh, from the convention center. So we stayed with her. Uh, so aside from being at the at the venue playing uh, day one, uh, got to go out to dinner with her a couple times, uh, got to go to uh, Flavor Town at Guy Fieri's uh, like famous restaurant. So that was cool, kind of cool. And then maybe a lesser known, just kind of local area um, and had some pretty good local food. Uh, so it was kind of nice to explore the city a little bit. Um, spend time with some families, spend time with uh, friends, obviously. Uh, Mike here from Pittsburgh. Uh, Sam went there uh, as well, got to see her. And then, you know, um, getting just to, to see, you know, the people that aren't necessarily local to me, but are part of the community at large per, per Twitter um, mm-hmm. or all the other part, uh, ways to, you know, uh, get a hold of people that are um you know not to your local meta so it was a pretty fun weekend overall um like i said so yeah yeah i saw i was keeping up with you know um the standings and, and watching i saw your ran into linty and and uh who else did i catch you a picture of um lady dunsparce um yeah lady dunsparce i was i was a little jelly which gave me the fomo uh, the <laughs> right picture. right oh. Uh, um, also got to hang out with uh, my homie, uh, homemade biscuits, uh, hey Tony. Uh, so yeah. that was pretty cool too. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, we'll talk about the run. I guess we can jump into that unless you had anything else about the week. No, no, nothing else from my front. Cool. Uh, well, I want to start off the um, um, you know, my, I started off, you know, playing, well, I went to Knoxville playing Lost Box Ray. Um, which is not maybe the standard way to play it because I didn't play um, any metal types. I didn't play the Raikou. Um, my snipe attackers were only Greninja and or Sableye. Um, and then I had the Raikou. I've been playing with the Raikou V uh, to play for weakness. And then um, I did put the Sky Seal Stone in there too to um, you know take extra prizes upon those uh, V-Stars, V-Maxes, which came up clutch a couple times. Um, but other than that, it was pretty consistent base, um, you know, pretty standard uh, with maybe a couple small techs. So I did play um, the Ice Q uh, to tech against Reggie's. Um, I did end up cutting and not having um, the Manaphy uh, to, you know, to get that quick ball out to something um, it, just to be able to get a little bit more tech cards. Uh, but it ended up playing pretty good and i don't feel like i missed manaphy at all um but going into the first round playing against mew you know and mew for lost box is a pretty good matchup especially with the addition of um what's his name uh you know dark ride not dark right yeah drapion drapion so um this mew player was you know Teched out to play against Drapion. So it played the Oracorio, the V Guard Energy, and the uh the Big Charm, which if you get all three of those attached, it actually survives a hit from Drapion by uh by 10 HP. 
and it came in huge uh, for the for the my opponent in game one or game two, uh, it, where it it survived a hit, and then that way I couldn't take it out or couldn't take it out and then get set up because usually when I go into that matchup, I like to take the first knockout with Drapion while still having a Rayquaza kind of semi charged up. Uh, best case that way, if they they uh, Roxanne me, uh, I still have you know cards out where I can still hit. Um, if they boss my Rayquaza up, I can still just come back up with Drapion and hit. Uh, so it feels pretty good to usually go Drapion, then Rayquaza in that matchup. Uh, but I wasn't able to do that because uh, the big charm. So props on props on his part to block that. And then unfortunately, game two started basically um, my Ice Q energy pass and got donked. Uh, so felt pretty bad. Uh, especially since game one was pretty close. So some bad variants there. Uh, well, one, the tech against me, and then two, just the bad variants in game two. Uh, going to the second uh, second matchup, went Lost Fox Mirror, or a pseudo mirror, ended up winning two, uh, 2-0 on that one. Uh, both games were, you know, about 20 minutes or so. Um, I felt like I just was able to outpace him and, and make a couple good decisions throughout the game to take multi-prizes. Um, so felt good there. I'm then surprised up, the man, the lack of Manaphy did not burn you there. Uh, no, I had Manaphy. You said you cut Manaphy. I, I, I meant to say Luminion then. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the consistency <laughs> card. The consistency water card. My bad, my bad. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so either way, um, I wanted to also cut a, another two-prizer. I didn't want to have too many uh, multi-prizers in there. Uh, going into uh, the third la- matchup, I played another Lost Box Mirror, which again I started. Uh, I think it was, it was, uh, was it? It was a Sableye Energy Pass. <laughs> Got donked again. Uh, felt really bad. And then game two, I bricked. I had a pretty both both me and my opponent both had kind of weird hands. Uh, and but he got out of it a little quicker. I basically gave him two free turns, and then I was on the back hill. Uh, made it close, got it in within one, but you know ultimately he won. So starting the day off um, at one win and two losses didn't feel super great. Um, but then I made a, a little bit of run, and I felt pretty good the rest of the way there. Uh, going into the next round, right before lunch break, played against Reggie's, and. And uh, won that one, two games to one. Uh, the, the the ice cube came in huge in that matchup. Uh, the one that I lost, he was prized, and I prized the the Hisuian uh, heavy ball. Eventually got it out, but it was just too late. And then um, that's that's why I don't even run the heavy ball. <laughs> no, no, you still need it. it. Heavy ball still came in huge throughout the weekend. So at that point, I'm I'm two two after lunch break. Uh, actually, I played against. Uh, Lost Gudra, which was our local uh, Samantha. Uh, she was she's been on uh, T- Sports Car Junction last season. Awesome local player, um, part of uh, Team Girl Power. Also, um, you know we've had her on the cast as well. Uh, it was the first time I looked at my phone at, at Arcanine Labs and like, hmm, I know this player personally. <laughs> I know like the, their play style. Uh, let's go for it. And my deck is definitely built to beat Gudra and or Duraludon to be able to overcome them uh, with their HP, especially Gudra being able to just go up and above them with their uh, with their 80, 80 damage buff. 
-hmm. with their attack. Uh, so if I get all five energies out there, I could still just shoot above them, um, which felt pretty good. So ended up doing that in one game and then just outpaced her in another uh, before Gujo's ever got set. I mean, I did play one play where it was like a, a rogue boss. Uh, so that's another way to get around it. Uh, so went three, two at that, uh, played against a Mew after beat it pretty handily. Uh, they did not, they did not play the text, uh, survive Drapion. Uh, so beat that two Oh, and then the, the weird matchup of the day, uh, was, you know, the one that ultimately I, uh, kind of got eliminated on was an arc flying Pika. Uh, and it was a very boat. It was a weird series. So game one, he's, he's outpacing me. Uh, but I do end up taking out an Arceus and then I have a weird play and I, but I just need to like stall for a couple turns. He goes down to one prize. Uh, but I was kind of playing the body language game of like, I had nothing, but I had a Raihan in hand. Um, did I have Raihan? No, I didn't have Raihan. I, I had, I had uh boss in hand. Uh, so what I needed to do was get out, get out my, uh, Raikou B. Get the Sky Seal Zone. Get a get a um, the Accelerator. Why am I blanking on cards? This is why I'm Mirage bad on trivia. Gate. The Mirage Gates. This is why I'm bad on trivia. But I get the Mirage Gate out. Boss, boss him uh, or rope him, boss him. Play, <laughs> play the Sky Seal Zone ability. Take him out for four prizes uh, to take win. Uh, so he was reeling after that, and I felt really good. I'm like, okay. Um, I said that was like a three turn setup where I was like kind of setting up and and kind of setting that board state um, didn't quite uh, you know I, I I got the win and then game two was kind of a heartbreaker I for the third time I started Sableye energy pass <laughs> oh you hate that and donk so I was like oh after all that hard work um, I ended up, you know, they, we, like, I, I basically scooped cause I could have drawn it out for a little bit longer. It wasn't worth it. I, we, we, at that point we had maybe 25 minutes. I'm like, no, I want, because it's a long matchup. There's a lot to do. Um, in game three, I had a weird setup where I started off with the, the Raikou and he was my only option. And then I put a balloon on him, which I think ultimately was the misplay, um, to be able to retreat and start stuff. Cause I was a you know, drawing a few cards and then late game, I came up and I needed that balloon to be off. Um, so I did it be, uh, I wasn't able to do the sky seal zone like I did before. Um, and ultimately I think just through the, through thinking that through, um, I, I retreated him where he had damage, which I should have just taken, um, his Arceus down to almost dead and then to cap him off later with the one prizer. That way I could get a, uh, ordinary rod up and then try to do that same play I did in game one. Um, but ultimately uh, I, I wasted, I, or I wasted trying to save him at the moment. I thought that was the right thing to do. Um, obviously thinking back on it, uh, kind of giving him those two prizes, maybe a little earlier uh, and then being able to t drag him back and then do that play probably was the play. Um, but I mean, obviously my opponent played it well. Um, and you know, I, I, made that misplay, uh, which I think that was ultimately what kind of cost me the week um, on making cut. Uh, but after that, I mean, I still felt overall pretty good, and especially how I identified that. Um, I feel like 
you know, my first loss, uh, it was a little unfortunate with some bad variants um, and my opponent kind of playing, you know, the, the text to beat me or, or to, you know, to withstand. Uh, I said my second loss, I felt like I really didn't have my deck didn't really give me a chance to start at the beginning um, with just some unfortunate hands, which sometimes lost box does that. Um, that third loss, I feel that 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 last loss there, I feel like it was definitely my fault with that misplay and not kind of sacrificing the Raikou earlier. Uh, so I, that ultimately ended it for me. Uh, but thinking, um, okay, I'll I'll try to finish this out, play one more game, uh, get some points, and or you know maybe get a win, and then just try to ID and get some points because uh, at that point it was already a pretty late day. Uh, so I'm like, okay, should be no big deal. Uh, my reward for uh, losing that game against Ark Pika was I got to play the OCIC runner-up, <laughs> Regan Retzloff. Uh, ultimately, he had a little bit of a disappointing day uh, for his standards. Uh, so I had to play him in round seven. Um, and he was playing the same list as he was at OCIC. So it was almost like a, like a pseudo finals for me, right? Yeah, most likely. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we get started game one. I feel really good because he starts he starts just um, a Yivatal pass and I go Lost Box ham on him and then just donk him. So I take game one pretty quickly and easily. Um, and then going to game two, um, it was a back and forth. And I had an opportunity for win in hand. Uh, but obviously, he's a great player. Recognized I had probably a little too many cards in my hand, and Marnie away the 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 chance for the win, um, and then ultimately took a close game in game two, which I felt was very back and forth close game. Um, and then game three, although I set up, he kept marning me and disrupting my hand, and I was moving cards, but never like getting the right combination of cards really to stack a meaningful attack against him. And ultimately, he kind of handled me in game three pretty pretty easily. Um, but again, I feel like you know that game two could have easily gone my way, um, and that would have been pretty pretty clutch for me. But ultimately, uh, ended up four four drop. Um, was a little disappointed, but you know that ultimately led uh, me to have the opportunity to continue playing for our team challenge uh, because it, we were forced to play at one o'clock. Um, that following Sunday, and if I would have made cut, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to attend that. That was what. So that that was the agreed upon time. Then they wanted it to was the that was time. the default time that they would not budge one bit at all for uh, maybe a potentially Friday or later Sunday. Um, but ultimately it worked out because I got to play um, and represent the team and ultimately contribute towards the dub. But yeah, that, that's, that was, that was my run. Um, like I said, I feel like the deck ran pretty smooth. Um, I feel like I played pretty cleanly. I had a little bit of variance go against me and, and obviously, um, you know, that one misplay I was talking about, I think ultimately cost me. Um, a chance at that at that day too while I was actually mounting a little bit of momentum and, and making a run for it. Yeah. Well my experience with lost boxes you will have those 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 unfortunate starts sometimes and right really I just feel like it was avoid... slightly above average. Yeah that's so you really just want to avoid stringing them together or 
having that many in one one day. Right. Um, I had what four? I had four really, really crappy starting hands, which was unfortunate. But ultimately, you know, I think I've played well. I feel like there is improvement in the game. Obviously, I'm I'm ultimately nowhere near where I want to be success wise. Um, but I feel like steps are starting to go positive for me, um, especially with the amount of time I played. So we'll, let's see if I can build on this momentum. Let's see uh, where we go on from there. Nice. But all right, Chuck, I want to hear from you. Um, were you able to watch? Were you able to watch uh, day one stuff? Um, anything stand out on for you uh, for the production or just the metagame in general? I think. The metagame was not very shocking when if you're looking at it as um, percentage played. Yeah, the metagame was kind of what we kind of thought it was. I did not get to watch a lot of day one play. Um, I watched mostly the top cut this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't unfortunately speak a lot for what I saw on stream, but. Looking over the meta, it was kind of what we kind of thought it, I, it kind of seemed to be. I mean, this is the same Silver Tempest Crown Zenith meta we've been doing. Lugia in mass, uh, Mew out there. Uh, it was nice to see um, something different in top cut. I'm going to pull up the top cut before I like. Right, I have the top eight in front of me. Uh, but the day one meta was basically Lugia, number one, as always. Uh, Lost Box, number two. Um, Mew, three. And then everything else behind that um, kind of took a share. Um, but the top eight was very, very um, diverse uh, compared to what we've seen lately. Uh, so we had we had two Lugias in there and then a bunch of one-ups. So we had uh, Raul Reddy making it back to top eight after OCIC with the with the Reggies, um, Alex Shemansky had the Vika Volts. We had um, Brandon Salazar with Etern Weezing. Uh, Piper That's Lapine first. making it there with uh, with the with the yeah, Arcia, yeah, Arcia, the Ian Rob kind of build of Articuno with Articuno and such. Yeah. Grant Shen with uh, Arctura and Nicholas Moffat with Lost Box for Quaza, um, repping that Lost Box for Quaza. So. Um, lots of different types of, uh, you know, decks and archetypes out there, which is nice to see in the top eight. There's definitely a variety. Yeah, it was a nice variety. When I saw the top eight and I saw that Brandon made it and I was like, oh, that man got Eternatus into the cut. He has a very good shot with the other matchups. Just if he can keep, uh, keep that a very annoying, uh, noxious gas going. So. Yes, yes, I I do have stories about that deck, uh, you know, in the in our team challenge, but we'll we'll talk a little bit about the meta. But um, the one <clears> thing <throat> I want to do is say um, congrats again to Andrew Hedrick for winning his second in a row um, of regional championships and really just going in there, um, you know, a nine zero uh, day one and then you know ripping through day two and obviously going all the way through and winning his second in a row, which is um, an accomplishment that we don't see very often. Um, so congrats. And obviously uh, Lugia is the deck uh, that made it possible for him. Yeah. I don't see, I, I don't know what he got rid of, or I don't know what he added in place of the capture in a row, but that is the only card I see that is missing. 
from his list uh, from last time. So um, I'd have to look at a good comparison, but I'm just looking it over. It basically goes back with 50, 58, 59 of the same cards and, and gets it done again. Right. No, it's, it was a, a huge run. Um, and then, you know, seeing um, Vika Volt run in there, uh, being able to, you know, take advantage of a lot of Lugia's, um, you know, that deck is is low-key a really, really good deck. Uh, it, it does well against a lot of matchups. Kind of in the same vein is, is Neutralizing Gas, but, you know, just not being able to play items instead of uh, abilities, um, which shut a lot of different decks down. Um, probably took a lot uh, advantage of a lot of lost box players. Um, and then even just uh, being able to shut down Lugia's if it doesn't set up fast enough and to hitting for weakness uh, feels pretty good. Yeah, the Vika Volt was definitely something that we saw, I think, in a little bit more in mass, like more numbers of... I think it was like the fourth or fifth most played deck, which was like at least four or five percent, if I remember correctly. I'm not looking at the uh, sheet as we speak, though. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was fourteen of them just in day two, right? Of of uh, Knoxville. So, uh, that's a good amount of just Vika volts. Um, and this isn't like this. Is not saying like Palkia Vika volt this is just straight Vika volt, right? Necessarily. So, yeah. I mean, that was that was probably your one meta call to see maybe you might have had advantage if you thought you were going to see a little bit more Vika Volt because um, you might have got paired up against that a little bit more than you thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Um, then also just seeing that uh, that Weezing Eternatus uh, making its way all the way up to the finals, um, neutralizing gas and then just 270 hit with a uh, big bad Eternatus. Um, you know, the deck it's going out swinging before it rotates. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no one really has anything good to say about Eternatus. I I don't It's not know. fun to play against. <laughs> it's Look, that's a different topic we can talk about in a minute. But I, I just uh, – I, I just don't like when people want to, like, crap on other people because they – they think a deck's no skill because you have no. It's definitely skillful because you just sit behind wheezing. I I just don't like people crapping on people because they play certain cards and decks. Like right, like look, this deck has been been playing being played for months, and Brandon was the first guy in this meta to take it to a final. Right, so he did something that a lot of other people who wanted to play a turn this wheezing could not do. So. Right. Uh, he, he took it almost all the way. And there's a reason Pokemon makes these cards. And there's a reason why, I mean, like, Pokemon makes the cards. So you can't just not use, like, call it a bad card because you don't like it. Right. Yeah. I it's mean, just because it turns off what your deck does. There, like, There's a huge difference between, um, you know, the deck being unfun to play against, uh, or is it like actually a good card? Yes, it's a good card. Um, it does take a lot of um, decision making processes um, to properly shut your opponent off. Um, so it's still a skillful deck. Is it maybe as many decisions, micro decisions, as say a lost box or any other deck like that? Um, or like an Inteleon based deck? Probably not, but I mean, 
you still got to sequence correctly. You still got to do everything correctly to give yourself a chance. And obviously, um, he did that. Yeah. And it's just, it's just kind of sad to see when, like, cause I was lucky, like on Twitter and people, like, I saw some tweets about, you know, Weezing's a bad card and, uh, whatnot. And, and people in the Twitch chat, like, during the stream, dunking on it and it's just like really it, it i understand it in terms of it, like a deck that turns off what you're trying to do is completely unfun to play against and to be completely honest in all the games i've played pokemon is like in the trading card game is the only game that like sits on the like the like goes hardcore into the not let your opponent do the play the game pretty much because mm. cards like Weezing and Beakavolt and um things like uh, Miltank and stuff like that where they just basically say no to basically key things that the game does. Right. Because like Pokemon's the only game that really lets that happen and you can't really get mad about it because it's no, a thing I mean you gotta definitely take those those like it just makes you take those kind of decks into consideration and makes you mm -hmm. decide am i going to play an answer to that in my 60 and generally people say no they're not going to unless it's like really running rampant um so it, it you know it takes you know timing we've talked about this before like when to make these kind of medicals um to play a deck like that um when people aren't really giving it the respect it deserves necessarily and we've We've heard plenty of content creators um, say, you know, that that deck's trash or that card's trash, and that may be the point. But like to dunk on somebody specifically making the finals, I, I don't agree with because, um, yeah, like I said, the, the the card's not necessarily fun to play against, but you got to respect it and respect um, the you know the person piloting it. Um, it's, you, know, you get into that point, you you obviously need some luck on your side, but you're gonna have to have some kind of skill. Um, and, yeah. uh, and like we said, um, Brandon Salzer, you know, just killing it this weekend. Yeah, and he's he's uh, a noted player with plenty of history. But uh, right. I mean, I I'm sure he'd tell you that his finals was not as clean as it possibly could have when he played it. So I mean, he um, might have had more opportunities on the table. Um, but hey, who knows? But I, that was that was the one tidbit I just wanted to bring up. Because I saw a little bit about it um, while it was going on, because I was watching that finals. I was rooting right. for Brandon. I really right. was. I mean, me and you both played that deck for a little bit of time. I, I enjoyed right. it. It, it. I enjoyed playing it, but it was also frustrating because sometimes it just didn't quite work the way you wanted yeah. it to. Um, but then on the other at token, Abby, I I do see where the communities come from because I've played against multiple people locally, um, or or anything, and then you're you, you're your deck is working the way it's supposed to. You're not letting your opponent play. And just the facial expressions of the person so that, on the other side that's, of the table that's why is, is always am, like, oh. I am so surprised that Pokemon, being, being that Pokemon is a game that is definitely geared towards a younger demographic. Like, now I know that uh, all age groups and we, us, us older, older kids, monopolize the the trading card actual playtime but i'm surprised they lean hard into cards that are designed like this 
because it takes away all of your agency as a as a opponent to someone who's playing against this. And that's the one thing that leads to a straight negative play experience for a, your opponent. And when uh, it's it's one thing if you're losing, but if you go out fun, it's fun. But losing in the way that it turned when you don't get to play, you have no agency in how to do things. Right. Leads you to not want to play the game again. So that's why it's funny that to me that they have so much. Well, in all the haters can just hate. I mean, the, the card and the archetype is about to completely die. It's about to rotate. Yes. All of the cards that make that go um, are going away. So there's no worries <laughs> there for all you Etern reasoning haters. <laughs> Um, but again, uh, again, lost box, uh, Rayquaza making it there. Um, no surprises seeing a lost box in finals. Um, another deck we can, you know, briefly talk about is that um, Palkia Intel with the Articuno, uh, which, you know, Piper was playing, but, you know, it was based off Jake Earhart's deck. And we kind of had him on a while back um, talking about, you know, that deck and, and, and when to kind of play it. And obviously Piper picked the the right time. Um, where Lugias weren't really respecting that paralysis. Um, so I'm sure that played into her run to making it to the top eight, uh, where, you know, the Lugias she played against didn't play that bird keeper or a way to loop it um, continuously. So kind of just locking them out to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. And watching her play on stream plays it real smooth too, obviously. Right. That Inteleon engine, she's got plenty of experience with it. Oh, so. yeah. Playing playing the Inteleon uh Charizard before, you know, um, you know, the the last that came out. So um she's definitely improved or proved it proved that she can play an Inteleon box um and make those micro decisions uh so masterfully. Uh then Raul Reddy playing again, uh, you know, Reggie's again, uh making it back to the top eight. Um the deck is solid. Can't really say much more about that. Um, it preys upon weakness. Obviously, a single prizer, so it's hard to go through. Um, the deck can be pretty explosive against VMAXs. Uh, so kind of, you know, the same old Reggies, uh, but, you know, piloted by an excellent player. Unfortunately, no Radiant Jirachi, so no high five for me, but I mean, I'm just kidding. It's, right. It's another, <laughs> the... That the Rahul taking Reggie's to the pinnacle of play there. So, yeah. And then what was the last one that we needed to talk about is Arctura. Obviously, Arctura, just a big tank, um, being able to, uh, you know, stop that special energy, uh, love on most of those decks. And I feel like that's probably why he got through playing against Reggie's in the top, first round of the top eight. Um, probably felt pretty good for him. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like, sometimes playing deck like RCS Duraludon and, and maybe even Eternatus Weezing, you just got to, you know, kind of cross your fingers on the matchups a little bit. So, right. Um, like, I'm sure, uh, I don't know, I don't know Grant's day, but if he was paired up against a lot of Lugias and Reggies, he was probably, you know, chomping at the bit to get through those with things right. with a lot of special energies. But maybe if when you, when you're playing a deck like that and you just keep seeing stuff that doesn't run special energies, like this whole point of this deck is like not being maximized. So 
correct, correct. So uh, again, um, seeing a little bit more diversity in the top eight, but all the de- the decks that are made here have seen success before, um, with maybe exception of the Weezing Eternatus, um, you know, is getting as far as it did. But um, all um, you know, good decks piloted by really good players. Uh, it was a it was a fun weekend to be at. I didn't get to watch any of the streams really, but I'm sure. Um, again, uh, they they put on a good show on the stream side of the Pokemon TCG. Yeah. All right. All before, right. before we get into our middle of the show stuff, I did want to briefly talk about my second day there in Knoxville, which was a little um, different. Playing in the team challenge, uh, top sixty four, trying to make it to the top thirty two. Um, playing playing. Um, playing at my aunt's house uh where she didn't have she doesn't have internet because she's in the middle of nowhere um so mike was with me so he was playing on his phone and, or he had his phone as a hotspot, um powering up his his laptop and a tablet so we were both playing on on not really our personal computers on a on a phone's hotspot just to be able to both play um in the team challenge which was kind of a challenge in its own because mike got dropped um two times during the games um i i was high five to the self-service for holding together but apparently not uh it, it, it it held me together which i didn't i didn't have any problems with my end other than just playing on a tablet um which is always you know something this a little bit hard but um, but it was it was fun. Um, I, I I can't think of the game. I think it was Blade Games uh, that we were playing against, um, and we ended up um, you know scouting them hard last week. Like I kind of was t- alluding to last week, and last the week before they played both Gudra and Arctura, they had Weezing Eternatus and Alugia. Uh, so. We made a couple meta calls based off that, and and like we were saying, uh, they they played a couple teams that we already knew, so we asked them, you know, what were they playing, kind of a thing, you know, doing that typical scouting out uh, as much as you can, um, and they are definitely said to have answers for our, our um, you know, the the, the Weezing Eternatus. So uh, I I kept Lost Box, but I I definitely had a couple answers there. Um, and then we made a decision as a team to play Garatina uh, to try to go through both those tank decks, um, which is a pretty good thing there. Um, and then we decided to go with just two Lugias uh, to really potentially just go through because Lugia is just so consistent, right? Yeah. Um, and they ended up not even bringing Gudra to the table, uh, bringing Mew. Uh, and then they ended up bringing into just cutting all those tank decks out. So Kudra was out, Arctura was out. So we were playing against uh, a Mew deck, uh, an, um, a Lugia deck, and a and a Weezing Etern, um, which was felt okay, except for we all took Drapion out of our deck because they did not play Mew the week yeah. before, <laughs> and that definitely hurt me and Mike. Uh, because we didn't have a direct answer for Mew like that, uh, where it's just direct counter, um, which I ultimately lost a close set there um, against the Mew player losing. Um, you know, I, I had one win to there too. Um, and unfortunately for us as a team, Tina was a very bad call. Um, 
Tina <laughs> just didn't really have answers against anything. So um, we kind of took it on the chin as a team. And yeah, uh, and Mike definitely took it hard uh, where it ended up, um, you know, dr- just dropping those three because um, Lugia just outpaces it. Mew outpaces it and arc wheezing um, or I'm sorry, uh, wheezing E-turn uh, does Turns what it up. does right uh, against a lost box variant. So unfortunately, t- our, our Tina went 0-3. Um, but for but Adam came in clutch playing Lugia, um, ended up you know winning it for us in the last matchup, um, uh, where you know he was playing against the Lugia in the in the end, uh, to give us our fifth win, clutches it out, um, which was a great feeling. Um, but as far as our teching for me, um, my I put a Zapdos in place of Drapion, so where it hurt me and Mew. It definitely won me that matchup uh, against uh, against or against Eternatus. Uh, being able to boss that up, get around the the abilities, and then just taking it out with a oh, easy one shot felt yeah. pretty good. And which ultimately won me that game, which was I had to play against our or wheezing in the final round while you know Adam was playing the the mirror. Um, and we both went to game three and I finished mine maybe five minutes before he finishes. So it was very two intense games going on at the same time. Uh, and both must win for, but for us um, where we needed to win because uh, our, um, our Tina lost already, uh, but ended up taking the dub um, returning back to top 32, which feels pretty good. Um, okay. A little bit of validation for last season um, on top of, you know, kind of proving, you know, even though I'm <laughs> for myself uh, that 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 regional success isn't there, that I'm still a solid enough player to contribute and still have a little bit of success um, in the game of the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely an achievement making top 32. Gets um, the top 32 Lugia, Matt. <laughs> yeah, pretty going to be a nice little another another Matt to add to the collection. Right. Um, I'm pumped being the guy that gets to ride your coattails on this ride. <laughs> well, I hope to to carry it to top eight and beyond, uh, being able to just, uh, finish off uh, my PTCGO career on uh, you know the the on the big win the, the, on the big uh, top top eight bracket, uh, you know, <laughs> finals kind of a thing. So you're right back at it this week, top 16, correct? Yep. We uh, really, right before the podcast, I just found out what team we're playing against and we're just kind of scouting out um, what we can about them at this point. So uh, I'll have more information uh, for my team later on in the week. Um, well, they'll have some for me as well. Uh, we'll do some practicing deck decisions. Hopefully we don't bring a Garatina to, or uh, another knife to a gunfight. Uh, hopefully we don't do that. Um but yeah, uh, feel pretty good. Um, and let's hope to have a little bit of improvement from last season. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to keep hearing where it goes. Up, up, and up. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Is it time to move into our middle of the roads shenanigans? Maybe. Yes, it is. Trivia. It's time for trivia. All right. Trivia. I got a special treat for this week's trivia for you okay i don't even know what trivia question i'm gonna ask you oh no 
I happened to go to the store and buy I bought a, a mini tin, one of the Crown Zenith mini tins. There's my first uh, one. Yeah, so there's your hint. It's a Crown Zenith card. <laughs> I'm going to open this pack of cards, and then I'm going to read you an attack name and or ability from my hit and see if you can name that Pokemon. So first, I gotta actually open this, and hopefully, it's not that good of a hit, and I don't give it away with my cheers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right. So the attack name is Thunderous Bolt. Thunderous Jolt or Bolt? Bolt. B O L T. Hmm. Well, obviously, it's a lightning type. I would not. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. I hope I don't like mess something up here where it was like something super obvious. Um, I'm trying to think of all the Pokemon that are in this set. I know there is a Pikachu. I know there's the Rotoms, um, you know, the reprints of those, oh, and having the V-Star. Uh, there's an Amoga, but I don't think those are really thunderous. I think those are more um, like Static Shock or something to that uh, point. I'm thinking... You want to use a hint? No, not yet. I I don't know. I mean, obviously the hint's gonna be what type is it? Electric? Yeah, okay. I got that. Um, so we can do we can do what stage and I can read what the attack does. I mean Thunderous Bolt seems like it's gonna just do a standard amount of damage. <laughs> okay. Um I guess we'll use the hint. Um you know, what stage is it? It is a basic. What other Vs are in there? What do we got? Zara Aura that's in there. We've got, I think that's, then we have the Rotoms. Isn't that the only two Vs? I'd have to look at my book, but I believe those, I don't remember seeing any other Vs in there unless, no, that's, that's not a lightning type. I'm going to say Zara Aura V. Let's go! <laughs> Not only did I get the, the, the right answer, you, my friend, just pulled a V card. <laughs> so it was actually a pretty good pack. It was a pretty good pack. I went right to the pool. I didn't even realize I got a Radiant and turn this as well. <laughs> oh, let's so, go. That's, <laughs> let's go. Double, double pack, pack. It. On live on the podcast. Good job, my friends. <laughs> yeah. So, yay for uh, yay for that pack. All right. Let's Good go. Job, you got that. I you mean, I feel like I made it harder than like, it had to be. Might be on it now. What's that? You said you finally said zero at the end. He was like, "You might be on it finally." Like, He's <laughs> like one. Right. See, sometimes you just got to talk it out. <laughs> All right. Mine not. Mine not. Uh, English. Uh, mine not again. 
my card might not be as easy as that one. How about that? I was trying to say the short, the short tongue version, but I had to say the long tongue version. Um, so I'm going to play guess this uh, Pokemon this attack or ability belongs to. Um, and this week's Pokemon is an attack, and the attack name is Flock. Wait, this is an attack called Block? Flock with the F. Oh, Flock with an F. Oh, oh, so it's a bird. It has to be a bird. Bird means it's a flying type Pokemon, which means it's a colorless type, colorless type Pokemon. Uh, flock. Um, kind of, kind of bird, birds. Um, what kind of hints do I get? I gotta you narrow get, these. You get type, you get stage, and then I could read you what the attack does. Can I have what's set up? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, uh, that's not, I'm pretty sure it's colorless already. Um, what stage is it? It's basic. Basic. Okay. Basic bird that has the flock ability. Or it's, it's not an ability. Attack. It's an attack. Flock attack. So it could be Rufflet. It could be Starly. It could be you Rook still have two more lifelines. You said it's a basic. It's a basic Pokemon. What? Well, let's make sure it's a bird. Uh, what type is it? It is dark. Dark. And I oh. can't. And I can't. Well, I guess I can read you the attack, but I'm just gonna have to. Uh, um, Skip a couple it, words because it says. <laughs> well, it dark. has to be Murkrow. If the only bird that's dark is Murkrow, those are the dark oh. birds. No, no, there's not. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. It has to be Murkrow. That's the basic bird. I would uh, say your Pokemon knowledge is pretty tight, but um, there are other dark birds out there. I mean, there's Moltres, but he doesn't flock. Um, Galarian Moltres, I should say. Um, I, I I honestly can't think of another dark bird. And I don't know if you're trying to talk me out of saying the right answer of Murkrow, or if you're trying to help me not just say the wrong answer. So I'm going to stick with Murkrow. Because I can I absolutely can't think of it. You got it. You got it, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) You were trying to talk me out of it. I see. I was hoping, actually, I was hoping that you would ask the the attack name instead of the the color or what the attack does. Because I would have said for one colorless energy, uh, search your deck uh, for up to two Murkrows, which I would have said two blanks, um, and put them onto your bench and then shuffle your deck. I actually really like the attack if the the Honchcrow uh, did anything, uh, being able just to load your bench up with, um, you know, basics that evolve into something. But, uh, you know, obviously the the Honchcrow just is not good enough to um, do enough damage to be meaningful. Maybe we'll get a Honchcrow EX in the future that will be as good as his Honchcrow... GX that everyone loves to play. <laughs> right. 
I think it's Honchkrit GX, the one that does no one likes to actually play because it stops you from doing everything. Hey, there's another card like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for trivia. Um, that's before, it. Before we get in the news, we got to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsors, our top 32 sponsor. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Sports Car Junction for being a terrific sponsor. Uh, and just like after every ad break, it is time for the news. So today's news, uh, we got some, we got a lot of news drop. I mean, we had Pokemon Day happen over the weekend. Yep. I'm going to let you all find the cool Pokemon news wherever you get Pokemon news. We're going to talk about just the trading card game news. Um, so first and foremost... Uh, we got, uh, well, I will say we've got the world's location and dates announced, so you can plan accordingly for worlds in Yokohama. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was August. I can't remember, actually, but you can find them. And then uh, the second thing uh, on big news for Pokemon events is the masking Poli the mandatory masking policy has been lifted or removed or whatever you want to call it. So it is not mandatory, but to wear a mask at an event. But Pokemon does the re reserve the right to reinstate a masking policy on short notice if they deem necessary. So, right. Um, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's just a step in the you know the right direction for you know coming out of this pandemic. Um, you know. Uh, trying to stay um you know on par with the rest of the world like i've seen a few people post on online though um so even if you know the masks are lifted depending on where you are in the world just taking consideration um that a lot of cultures do mask up normally um depending on where they go so just kind of keep that in mind where you are in the world um and different regions have different kind of uh local policies so um, I, you know, always try to make people feel as comfortable as possible, for sure, uh, when going to big groups of people um, coming out of this pandemic. Yeah, and and it is, I mean, I, it, it's, it was bound to happen. I mean, it was bound, it was, I mean, we're, this was the norm beforehand. Mm -hmm. So uh, they were bound to go back to it uh, once they thought it was safe enough. So um it doesn't stop you from wearing a mask you can still uh continue to wear yours as as you would like right um and like it says they may bring them back if if uh there's i don't know spiking in in infection rates or things like that so yeah the cool thing is like i've i've talked to you know a lot of people that are not in our local community um, you know, like, hey, let's meet up at a regionals or we'll see each other at regionals and just to kind of say hi or whatever. Um, but it's always like, 
you kind of know what they look like, but you never really met them in real life. And it's like, ah, oh, I can't really tell who you are with the mask on. Uh, so maybe it'll make it a little bit uh, easier to to meet some of you know your your new online Pokemon community friends um, when it comes to that that, that yeah <laughs> yeah I did on the opposite I thought I think I can't I can't remember who tweeted it but I think I somewhat saw someone said I'm still wearing mine uh, because the mask plus ball cap uh, hides the facial expressions right I so. mean that, that's another element of, <laughs> of the mask that. Um, you know, some people don't have a good poker face. So if you you have something good, bad, um, or somewhere in between, your opponents are going to be less likely to be able to tell. So uh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, that is the FYI for everyone to know that that is coming. Uh, just be on the lookout. Uh, I'll be ready for either or when it comes to Fort Wayne, which is the next one I'm regional I plan on attending. Um, so I can't beat him. Yeah, sad face. <laughs> um, last bit of news that we have that's TCG related out of Pokemon Day is the uh, upcoming announcement for fall that uh, there's going to be a Pokemon trading card game classic box set. Now, I mean, there's a video and everything that is uh, attached to this, like hyping this product. So you can uh, look that up with the Pokemon Day stuff. But um, it is a kind of like an all-in-one, but like high-class, fancy Pokemon set. Um, If you think like Battle Academy, but like these are like high-class, I guess is the best way I can say. Because everything is done up uh, very nice. There is a mat. Um, to be played uh the cards have really nice sleeves um the cards that come with them there's 360 card decks um each deck is actually going to be headlined with the classic cards in a base set Venusaur Charizard and Blastoise with uh a combination of new and reprinted cards um uh, with a unique hollow foil pattern um on all of the cards, which if you can, it's hard to tell, but it looks really cool on some of the images they've released on some of the item cards and such, especially with the new silver borders we're going to be getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it comes with obviously uh, all kinds of accessories, sleeves, dex boxes, um, really cool damage counters and poison markers and such. Uh, even has a, uh, a rolly ball like head flipper kind of thing that was that's unique. Yeah. Uh, but the damage counters are actually really cool. They're like little cones that stack. So, so I really would like those just separately. Um because I mean they're just actually really unique. So um yeah. Uh looks cool. Looks like it's gonna be a neat box set to have with some pretty cool cards uh in it as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I always like cracking or opening new packs, having new cards. I'm not sure, uh, again, with the, the travel time and staying over with family uh, in Knoxville, um, really didn't deep dive in any of this news. I know I was driving during um, the Pokemon announcement, so I really didn't get to see if this these were standard or not, or, or some of them were being able to be played um, in standard or I, like that. Right. I don't think anything's going to be 
I don't think out the box these cards will be standard legal. I think this is a standalone set. You can play these decks as is if you would mm -hmm. like. I assume maybe because we we got some spoilers that there's Lugia EX in it. There's a Suicune EX, um, and even a Ho EX. Those may be printed out in some other set at some point in time, so they will become standard legal. Mm. Uh, but uh, I mean, they're also reprinting. Uh, I think it's Computer Search on here, um, and they have special items for Blastoise and Charizard that would be ridiculous if you actually right. printed, printed them. Uh, basically, giving a hundred damage buff to these cards, but. Leon Zard with his buff. Oh yeah. my gosh. But when you're talking about uh, a base set Charizard, giving him any 100 damage buff is not, that's just being adequate. Uh, right. Charizard so. could easily do 400 damage. <laughs> I'm talking to the Leon Zard. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> oh yeah. In, yeah. In, a, in a make believe a fantasy world where Leon Zard was a, a good meta deck. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why, that's what I mean. I, I, I don't. I don't know exactly what will come of them that will be playable competitive wise in, in our format, but it will be a very cool set to have, I think, to hang around the house to play on in general. Um, if you have like a Pokemon play area in your own home, uh, I think it, it, it looks really nice. So, but that will basically sum up the news so that's gonna wrap it up today and we can get into uh our let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation well we're a recurring deep dive that we have been doing um right because we're gonna look at uh, a couple more decks uh and how they will look after rotation right uh yeah. looking forward to this because it's, uh, it's a it's i think a fun pretty uh Pretty fun uh, segment here. Uh, just taking known meta decks and decks that people um, have played with in the over the last year, and kind of seeing how uh, they may change going into this uh, new meta. Yeah, unless you want to sit here and talk about Lugia for uh, twenty. Yeah, let's let's just talk yeah. about Lugia for the how rest it's going to change you know? for the next month in this right. meta. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. Uh, I think everyone has all had enough of that. So. That's why I do agree. This is a cool, uh, cool thing to kind of look forward to what we have coming up in the countdown, which is a month away from Scarlet. Yes. Well, you know, you you bring Lugia up. He is colorless, so I do want to talk about another colorless Pokemon, and that's the Arceus uh, V Star archetypes. So I know there's a bunch of different. It's kind of in the same vein where it's kind of open ended. What you can throw into it, like a Lugia is. Um, it's kind of fallen off since you know Lugia has come about because the deck is just so fast compared to it. Um, but with the with the cards that are rotating and with uh, the meta perceiving to slow down just a bit, I think Lugia might kind of sneak back into its uh, to a spot in the meta. Yeah, but speaking of the, you brought him up. Arceus was one of the archetypes we're going to talk about, and. Um, going over his archetypes, he actually isn't losing that much. Um, that's a good thing. And, and going over his, I mean, I'll, it was a little hard to not hard, it was just a lot of data to look at because Arceus is compiled each of his different variants separately. 
So just kind of running down um, a, a basic list of Arceus variants and trying to find the cards that kind of overlap. Mm-hmm. So obviously the big the big three, which are basically hitting every deck, which I'll just point out again from last week, quick, is Quick Ball, Marnie, and in Arceus terms, a little bit more often, Crobat, uh, because uh, he tends to have at least one Crobat in there. Some variants tend to have a Crobat in there for a little bit of dig. Yeah. Got to get that double colorless energy. Um, so those are commons. I don't think we really have to talk about them that much anymore. All right. So getting into cards that are more Arceus specific, uh, not necessarily all throughout decks. Um, I actually don't have a Pokemon that is rotating besides that Crobat that is essential to some of his archetypes. I mean, Duraludon, still legal. Flying Pikachu, which I thought was going to rotate, is actually not going to rotate because Celebrations is still legal. Um, And then uh, other archetypes that still people like to use. uh, 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 Flying Pikachu, Duraludon, whom I think... uh, Espeon. Uh, Espeon. I mean, we we did see Um, um, Decidueye, the the suing Decidueye uh, for a little while. Obviously, it's fallen off, but uh, another card that can potentially see some play depending on where the meta uh, lands. It really just has a little bit of an answer for anything depending on um, you know where the answer the, the meta may lie um, just with weakness uh, coverage. Yeah. Um, and really that's the thing with Arceus is you still his Pokemon may the what you pair him with might uh, the better options might not be released yet. I mean he might go well into uh, with some of these ex stage one two pokemon that he can charge up kind of hang out for the first couple rounds and then charge one up right uh and and then maybe you karen's carry him away after he takes a hit which is a card that's still going to be around um and bring up whatever the the ex is that is is going to can you um that this is a big thing though can can you accelerate to ex pokemon no exactly so it's going to be i think relevant i i at the beginning of the meta with the bees because you can only accelerate the bees uh so it's going to use it's going to use those v pokemon so depending on where the meta finds you can put you know maybe some dark attackers with the moltres or something um there's you know the people are talking about single strike rapid strike variants uh potentially uh no i'm sorry that that's with lugia uh but with the with the basic energy types you can have a bunch of different um potential attackers but just remember they are v pokemon only um so at the beginning of rotation i think he'll be relevant i think as v's start to taper off and we transition into more ex decks that that's when I feel like Lugia is going to drop off. But, you know, for the next six months or so um, after rotation, I think Lugia is going to be a safe pick. I keep saying Lugia. Uh, Arceus will be a safe pick uh, to pick. Um, and depending, it'll be very um, dependent on the meta and you can have different answers in there. But just remember, um, it's very important. Don't put an EX in there expecting to accelerate energy to it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I... That is my mistake. Uh, I always forget that. I don't play enough Arceus apparently because I would. I should. Well, know that. 
I mean, we haven't played Arceus as a community lately because um, you know, all the other pop decks um, deserve more uh, playtime at this point. Yeah. So, um, but going back, I did have a list of other cards that are popular in that I have been popular in Arceus only decks, maybe like even Arc Intel decks that where in the Arceus is doing the heavy lifting. Um, Big Charm is a char is a card that is going to rotate and Hyper Potion. Uh, I did not see that in the list of things that was going to get reprinted. Um, I think there was a new healing card that was a little different. Um, so those were two big things, you know, easy double turbo attached, you know, heal 120. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and then the big charm taking that R that RCS to a big 310 HP was a popular thing to do in Arc Intel just to be able to take hits. So that avenue, uh, might not be there, uh, for him unless there's a, a newer reprint of a big mm -hmm. charm. You never know. Um, but yeah, um, what's what's your thought on on like on those solo RCS cards? I think I mean I I like on the I don't know exactly what you mean by solo RCS cards. Well, like they're um, they're cards that were like kind of like geared directly for RCS only decks, like uh, Arc Intel or something like that. Not there are cards that actually you want to attach mostly to RCS or use with RCS. Except maybe in Duraludon, you know, the Hyper Potion obviously goes right. Well I mean, him. I don't think your, your Hyper Potion's really going to be that big of a loss. Um, I, I think just overall, our, um, that Arceus will be pretty solid. Um, it's still consistent enough, even without Crobat helping it out, um, that you can still probably get an energy attached to first. Um, obviously, a lot of those Arceus variants uh, played, like I said, Crobat or maybe the Inteleon version. Obviously, Inteleon's rotating, so you're not going to see that. Um, but I think Babarel is still going to be a good thing to put in there. Um, you've seen a, a fair amount of play with Babarel beforehand. So another colorless Pokemon uh, that can kind of help your consistency there. Um, I think it's in a fine spot. Again, it depends on where the meta is. Uh, we're going to have a perceived Lightning and Psychic to start with. Um, so maybe we can have like a Dark, uh, dark Fox um, slash... Uh, dark fighting uh, variants to go in there. So maybe you see like a Moltres uh, V in there, Decidueye V, V-Star in there. Um, try to get around uh, Mill Tanks to start. I think that will probably be like maybe the first variants that you may want to kind of start with. Obviously, as the meta progresses and changes different color types, um, there's always different uh, tech attackers to throw in there um, as well. Uh, but I think RC is in a good spot. Um it slows down a bit, like we said, with some of the cards that we are losing um, with the 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 quick ball, which is not necessarily a bad thing because um, with the Pokemon that are conti that continue to exist in this archetype, um, you're not needing that Crobat effect from hand, right? So all the things you're going to catch with Nest Ball, it doesn't really have an ability that you need to play from hand to board. Uh, so I don't think that that's a minus. That's probably even just a positive. Um, and eh, maybe, I mean, it, it's arguable, I guess there, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a little bit rough without the evolution incent that kind of help get that RCS out there. Um, so, I mean, you're still going to have ultra ball, uh, but that's just, you know, a couple less cards to kind of make it consistent there. 
Um, but I feel like the deck's gonna be in a good spot, anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, it it. Well, I I think I feel like he's gonna be a, a good viable deck to be around. Um, as well, uh, his main draw engine, his most popular one, Badoof, is is gonna be around. Plus, you have the bench barrier with the prevent damage. Uh, uh actual Badoof. Uh, yeah, and then be able to draw. Um, so. Uh yeah, I, I think he will you might you might see him uptick, like you said, in popularity once uh rotation hits because he will still be an old reliable uh Pokemon that uh you can pair with some attackers that suit the meta. So um mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well that's that's summed up all my notes on Arceus, unless you have anything else you wanted to say on him. No, I think it's a solid card. Uh, I think it's definitely worth the exploration. It's kind of a little bit of um, the unknown, but the also the already the known. Uh, so it's kind of in a good spot uh, to start the meta off. Like I said, I think it's a good start for, for six months after that. I think it starts to taper off. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm doing. I'm gonna do it an extra bonus archetype for you guys out there because I know. A lot of people, this is the hype, this is the hype deck of the week, I guess. It's a turn of this. I'm just gonna sum it up real quick for why everyone this this archetype's going away. <laughs> okay, v, yeah. Eternatus V, Eternatus V Max, Galarian Weezing, Coughing, and Galarian Zigzagoon all rotate. So the entire deck rotates. No, so, no, you still have that Sneasler. The the only thing you have left in the deck is Drapion V and Sneasler V, uh, or the Sneasler Radiant. So uh, and you have uh, four less Marnies, so you can only judge four times. That so is not is going an Eternatus deck, my friend, or a Weezing deck. <laughs> yeah, this 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 archetype is going away. This will not be around after rotation. Everyone who doesn't like playing against it will not have to worry about it. It will not be there. And um, everybody that likes the deck, play Expanded. Yep. But Eternatus will be your friend in Expanded. That was your bonus. That was one of the ones that you <laughs> what can <a> bonus. say <laughs> goodbye to. Uh, mark of the calendar. Uh, that one is is so long, Sayonara. Yep. All right. Now, uh, I wanted to talk about this archetype. I... I know we we talked a lot about uh, whether I or either one of us are uh, able am, to talk. About this I'm archetype. not qualified. I don't believe, but we'll, I'll I'll give I, a stab at it. Look, I will say I am not qualified to play this archetype, but I feel like I can at least talk about it. Um, it's control in general. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because the face of it, what we usually think of, what control is doing now, is uh, a lot of it is changing. Now, control is an archetype that is always going to change depending on what cards are like kind of released out for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it always evolves. I'm not going to say it, it'll, it, this is going away, but recently our control, because our meta is very involved in special energy, uh, the control revolves a lot around special energy hate. So cards like Yvetal uh, are really big in control. Celebration, celebrations Yvetal. Mm-hmm. So that's still going to stick around. But um, 
other cards that are going away, the Eldegoss V, um, that's rotating. So the one of the big uh, Infinity Loops at the end of the game is is rotating. Um, the Snorlax, the Gormandize Snorlax, the big draw card that they like to use, yeah, uh, that's going away. Um, there uh, is also the, the the Star. I was going down Pokemon, but yeah. <laughs> uh, scoop up nets is also big because you want to move Pokemon around, get the Gormanizes out of the active, just do things like that. Those are going away. You're losing uh, the Gallarmine, which is the thing that helps lock Pokemon into the active. Um, you're losing uh, Twin Energies, which are usually popular because you get that double energy on your. You get more double energies for your, your single prize Pokemon. Like Yvetal and such like that, so you have more mm -hmm. outs. Um, and then like things like uh, Lucky Egg and and or Yellhorn, like just tech cards that are useful and helpful to draw cards, and or like confuse, give status conditions and stuff like that. Um, those are things that I saw that are rotating um, on top of the Starly as well as the Pokemon. Uh, that is generally used to help uh, get cards you want into your hand, I believe. Right. Um, so what you see is like the loop and, and maybe the face might change a little bit. Um, the big control factor in Yvetal is still going to stick around, but um, the the support pieces are going to kind of rotate up. Right, I mean, I, and I still question how big this Yvetal is going to have an impact on the meta as far as, like, control, because, um, you know, like we said, Lugia is going out, um, losing its its um, amazing rare uh, Pokemon, so you don't need those Auroras necessarily. Um, you know, with Reggie's losing Auroras, um, there's still argument to see if, they're, if that deck's going to see play, um, but, you know, obviously decks like that may start to see less play um you know Arceus um with a double colorless or you know the the double turbo energies um are, are still going to be there but that's only going to be a one of and you're usually going to detach it and then do your thing and then be fine at that point um so I, I don't know I feel like the the special energy hate is still technically there but I don't know if it's as necessary um, in a control aspect as it is um, currently in this meta. Yeah, and that's that's another thing in that uh, the control has to, you know, kind of prey upon what is in the meta currently. And, and Lugia being such a high percentage and the reliance on its special energy uh, and and the way it doesn't recur them and things like that is it breeds a ground for a control and Yvetal and stuff like that is a is is a is a good play against uh, into the meta like that. Whereas if that drops off dramatically and you're not seeing those numbers of Lugias, and you're not and you're seeing a, a a multitude of different decks that don't run special energies or just a smattering of double turbos. Um, it, it control won't have good matchups and it won't be as uh, a good of a play into that type of meta. So it'll have to take a back seat and, or find a new way to control your opponents out there. Um, right. and, and I don't, 
I haven't seen any new cards recently that really scream that, but hey, Crushing Hammer is always there. So there's that. Yay for Crushing Hammers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We all love that card. Never rotate, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I, we only hated it when it was ADP throwing hammers because that just seemed wrong. <laughs> uh, Dragapult early when it was having success throwing hammers was not necessarily fun. Um, well, decks in mass throwing hammers is not fun, but it yeah, is. Well, well, in the ADP days, ADP had it, Picaron had it. Um, yeah, yeah, loose metal that was probably running it as well at the time. Um, but everyone, everyone will take the 50 50 on, on just stopping a slowing down ADP for a turn, right? <laughs> you, you, yeah, exactly. But uh, hopefully, we never run into that meta again where it's like hammers is in every deck. Oh, you know what's a yeah. good four of crushing hammers? No, please, no, <laughs> yeah, let's play, let's actually play the game, yeah. Uh. All right, that's all I really have on control. Like I said, uh, you said I don't. I'm not really qualified to play it. I don't play it enough. I my my brain does not get big enough for it. Um, I've not played it, and I've not played against it enough. Um, I played against like the Mewtwo, um, control variant, which is a little bit different. But I I think you're still Mewtwo v Union is staying right. Yeah, Mewtwo okay, still. So, I mean, there, yeah, there's still probably play arounds there. I mean, obviously. Um, you know, once you get that out, depending on what you're you're trying to accomplish, you can um have a checkmate situation there with the Mewtwo with the infinite healing. Um, if it doesn't just take a, a, a one shot. So um, you know, maybe there's something there still. Yeah. Um yeah, that's all I really got. I mean, if I played it more, I might have a little bit more insight, but unfortunately, it's one of those archetypes that does not my brain does not function when it when I it's in my hand. I just can't contemplate the place. Right, right. Uh, so, speaking of uh, brain can't function, I am fading fast for some reason. It's uh, been a long day. <laughs> it, it has been, and on the on the bright side, I think that's going to about maybe do it. Unless you have anything else you need to talk about. No, um, I you know like I said, I had a fun week. It's been um, a week of growth in the Pokemon uh, TCG game for myself. Um, and obviously, uh, actually, no, there is one more thing. Um, I I got punished last week, and I still don't know what card I'm supposed to play oh, yes. at my locals uh, for for my punishment. Uh, so yeah, Chuck, how could you? When when I, I don't was know how punishing I you, when I was punishing you, I was so fast on it. I I you should have been. I have it ready. I have no I idea what, what I'm supposed. Play. I th I'm going to learn with the rest of the community right now. Yes, what I what I'm forced to we play. Are, we're learning live on the podcast of what card you have to play four of in your deck next week. And I did. I mean, I just want to thank everyone who voted on Twitter and in Discord. Uh, because I had two ideas, and I let let the people decide. And personally, I think they gave you an out. They gave you the more fun card, maybe. But you have to play Beauty. Okay. Remind me remember, what Beauty does. Do you remember what Beauty does? No. Beauty is a supporter card uh, oh, that great. you... Uh, I believe her only effect is draw two cards. But 
You can play this card on your first turn. Going first. Going first. Is there anything I can do to donk my opponent? I can play like a wheezing deck. <laughs> Go first. Draw a couple extra cards. Um, draw draw into that boost shake. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe or into the stone to find the boost shake or something. Maybe that's what I'm going to have to do. We shall see. Uh, so I'm stuck with playing a four of beauty. Yes. All uh, right. Four of is probably the worst part about that. I mean, you All see right. her. You, you see her going first. It's an instant payoff, but any other turn, you don't want to probably play. So I, I currently have been playing two two nights a week, and um, you know, at locals, um, just because of team challenge going into this weekend. Um, I'm most likely going to play my team challenge deck on Thursday. So I'm going to play this beauty next Monday at Sports Card Junction, um, where, you know, it, regardless of how we do on the team challenge, I'll have a couple days kind of a, uh, to wiggle room there to play a deck that's not necessarily a, a tryhard deck. Yeah. Well, you have, you have options. You, you get in it. I, I will. Be excited to see or hear your experience with it uh, next week. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I will play that next week, unlike somebody, <clears throat> Chuck, that just uh, gets punished and doesn't decide to take the punishments. But um, I will I will play Look, a four of beauty. You can only whip a guy so many times. <laughs> it was only four, maybe five, four. It was four. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us again at the end. Um, we appreciate you as always, and uh, can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.